Hey, I'm Andy McMillan, and today we're going to be talking about the valley of the shadow of death, depression, and how we deal with dark seasons in our life. Let's roll. Well, hey, thank you so much for watching, listening today, however you're absorbing this content. I'm so excited that you're here on the podcast, and today I am excited about what we're talking about. We're jumping back into the 23rd Psalm. If you haven't been with us through this, there's several episodes where we've been going piece by piece through the 23rd Psalm. And I love the 23rd Psalm. It's beautiful, it's it's special, it's unique, and it's something that means a lot to me personally. It's meant a lot to me personally over the years as I've grown in my relationship with Jesus, but it's also been something that has meant a lot to me as a parent as I've shared it and prayed it uh, over my children. And so a lot of times when we think about prayers that we pray, we may think more towards the Lord's Prayer or other prayers in Scripture, but the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer actually have a lot in common with each other. And so I, I, I will, I'll probably do an episode where we kind of talk about those two things together. Um, but there's also, by the way, a great book that talks about the similarities, and it's a book called 90 Seconds to Change Your World by Dr. Mark Rutland. And he, he spends some time talking about that as well. So um, if you have, if you're looking to dive deeper into the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer together, you can check out that book. It's a really good read. Now, today I want to spend some time talking about a portion of the 23rd Psalm that I feel like we kind of bypass, we kind of skip over sometimes. And that portion is a, a part of a scripture, a part of the scripture that when we look at it, it's, it's the first half of a statement, and it's probably the first half of the most famous portion of the scripture. The portion that I'm talking about is, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. But what I'm talking about is the first half of that, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this particular portion of the scripture, because I believe this that we'll never fully appreciate this statement of of the 23rd Psalm in its entirety if we don't better understand the first portion. If we just kind of pass it off as, as maybe a difficult time or a time where we're not super happy or whatever vague terminology you want to use around it, you may miss the beauty of the rest of the statement, which says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So let's do this. Let's read the whole 23rd Psalm together, and then we'll go and take that part. Let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters, and you restore my soul. You lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. As we read through the 23rd Psalm and we focus on this particular portion of the scripture, I think that there's something uh, kind of unique about it. One of the things is this, that it tells us that we're all going to walk through a valley of a shadow of death. We're all going to walk through that valley. It may look different than it does for me versus you. It may be um, 
It may feel different, look different, last longer or shorter than it does for me, but we're all going to walk through it. How do we know this? Well, the scripture tells us, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's telling me I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to go through a season that is depicted in this scripture. It's going to happen. I'm going to have that moment where my life isn't just great and my life isn't just going the way I think it is, but a dark moment. Now, what are the words that we see describing this moment? We see the word valley, we see the word shadow, and we see the word death. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, when I hear the words valley and shadow, it makes me think of a place that is low and it makes me think of a place that is dark. It makes me think of a place that obviously doesn't feel great. It's it's sad. It's discouraging. It's depressing. It's, it's not fun at all. And when we see this, this phrasing in scripture, multiple words that paint a negative attribute, you can almost see them compounding on each other. The valley of the shadow. This, this is a picture of a dark moment. There's a book that I read uh, several years ago that he calls these moments the dark night of the soul. The, the dark night of the soul, that these moments are, are places where we feel distant. They're places where we don't feel connected to God. We feel alone. We feel uh, not just alone, but maybe not good enough. Maybe we feel shame in these moments. Maybe we feel insecurity in these moments, but they're, they're saddening moments. You could even say that they're depressing moments. And for those of you who say, I have moments where I struggle with depression, you're in good company. I don't know how anybody can read the Psalms and think that David did not struggle with com uh, compression, that David did not struggle with depression. David clearly struggled with depressive moments. Now, I'm not saying what that means. I mean, we can have moments where we struggle with depression. We can have uh, depression that we deal with on and off for our entire life, and we can deal with even deeper modes of clinical depression. And I'm no doctor. I'm not here to jump into what type of depression David had. But you can tell reading through the Psalms that David had seasons that were depressing, that David had seasons that were difficult. And why not? David had a lot of things working against him throughout the scripture. And so when we read through David's life, he has a lot of reasons to not feel great about what's going on. The third word that we see here is death, the valley of the shadow of death. This word shadow and death are very interesting to me because in, in line with each other, it's telling us that it's almost such a dark feeling that it mimics the darkness of death in our life. That it's, that it's a very, very low point. And again, for those of us, maybe you're in a season right now where you feel like you're at a very low point, you're at a very dark point. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel insecure. Maybe you feel like um, nobody understands what you're going through. I wanna say again, even though I said it like three minutes ago, you're in good company. That we can see people who've gone through those seasons throughout scripture and there is hope when you go through those seasons. There is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for those of us who trust in God. Now, I want to talk about why we find ourselves in valleys that are a shadow of death. Why do we find ourselves in these dark, uh, difficult moments? Well, one of the reasons I think that we find ourselves in these moments is because it might be cyclical in your life. 
What do I mean by that? For those who struggle with depression, uh, I've got several friends uh, of mine that are close friends of mine that struggle with seasons of depression. And they would tell you that there are happier seasons and there are more sad, more dark seasons. And it's a cycle that sometimes the happier seasons last longer. Sometimes the happier seasons are very short and the sad seasons are very long. And I know that I'm I'm very vaguely describing that. So if you're watching this and you're saying, well, that's not exactly how it works. You're, you're watching the wrong uh, YouTube video. Like this is not here. I'm not here to dissect uh, depression. What I'm saying is from a very... Cookies on the bottom shelf level, people who struggle with depression oftentimes describe those seasons as cyclical, that they'll have good seasons and bad seasons and good seasons and bad seasons. And so oftentimes those who struggle with that would say that they know in a good season, there's almost fear in the good season of what the next sad season or dark season will be. And so for some of us, it's cyclical. It's just a constant thing that we have to work through and deal with. Another way that we experience the valley of the shadow of death is through trauma or drama. And if you want like a definitive differentiation between those two things, okay, I'll give you like a super simple one. Drama is probably the lighter version of trauma. Um, drama would be somebody gossiping about you, talking bad about you, maybe uh, doing something that that hurts you. Uh, but a trauma would be something that's much deeper that that affects your soul more deeply. I'm getting a call from an abbey, like a like a monastery. But I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this, and I'll call them back. Anyway, a trauma would be something that's much deeper. Oftentimes, people that have had um, deep betrayal in their life or they've, or they've had moments where they've been abused either physically, verbally, or sexually, or um, emotional uh, trauma, all of these things can cause us to find ourselves in moments that are shadows of death in our life. They're shadows of darkness that maybe you feel like you can't get out of them. You can't move past them. And that is a valley of a shadow of death that's caused by trauma. The third reason I think we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death is simply because, well, we don't know. We, we find ourselves not knowing why we feel a certain way. Look, some of the darkest seasons of my life have come in moments where I couldn't explain it. If, if I'm honest, uh, I don't have cycles of, of darkness or cycles of depression very often in my life. I don't have a lot of past trauma that causes me to feel that way. But I can tell you there are moments that pop up every once in a while where for a few weeks or for a few months, I just struggle with feeling close to God. I, I feel I, I feel like uh, everything around me is just kind of blah. You know, it doesn't feel like anything's happening the way I want it to. Things aren't going my way. Whatever you want to say, I have moments that are just dark occasionally that come from nowhere. And sometimes we can't explain it. Sometimes we can't explain it because we're just not self-aware enough to know exactly what caused it. Sometimes we, we just aren't aware enough of what's going on around us, how things really affect us to be able to pinpoint exactly why we feel the way that we feel. And I think more people can identify maybe with that potentially than the other two that we listed because sometimes it just happens. And often when it just happens, those are moments where we can press into our relationship with God and really begin to search our own heart and our own life and ask the question, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel depressed? 
Why do I feel darkness? Why do I feel insecure? Why do I feel alone? And as we begin to seek those things and seek God and ask the questions that are so important to us about what we're going through, oftentimes we find an answer that we never would have picked up on otherwise. But we have to do the work. We have to ask the question. Oftentimes, it's good to ask that question not by yourself. I found significant value over the last few years uh, of going to a spiritual director. And when I go to a spiritual director, I sit down and just have conversations about what's going on in my life and maybe some activity from God in my life. Now, if you don't know what a spiritual director is, we've talked about it a few times on this channel, uh, but I want to give you the best definition I know how to give, and that's this. That a spiritual director is for your soul what a mental health clinician or a psychiatrist is to your mind. They're there to help you understand what's going on in your own spirituality and recognize the activity of God in your life. And so that, that's what a spiritual director is. It's super basic, but that's exactly what it is. Um, and I found great value in sitting down with somebody. There's actually a spiritual director here in my town that I go see. I hadn't seen this this person in a while, and I'm going to go see her uh, here in a couple of weeks. And uh, I, I'm super excited about that it, because there's just always a personal revelation that comes out of that time. Now, We've talked about how we have moments that are valleys of the shadow of death, but we haven't talked about what do we do when we're in those seasons? What do we do when we're in those moments that seem dark and make it seem like we're by ourselves and make it seem uh, like we're not good enough or whatever verbiage you wrap around that? What do we do in these depressing seasons? I want to give you just a couple of quick thoughts. Let's look at this first one. Number one, we need to admit that we're in the season. We need to admit that we are in a dark season. Oftentimes, especially for, I know for guys, when I talk to guys about going through these seasons, we kind of do this thing where we want to muscle through it, where we want to just take take everything we are, grit our teeth, and just get through the moment. And the problem is you're not getting through the moment, you're repressing the moment. And Look, I've been guilty of that more times than not in my own life. But when we feel these moments, we need to listen and be aware of what's going on on the inside of our soul and going on inside of our mind and pay attention. And I ask God, ask the Lord, what is happening in this season? What do I need to be paying attention to? God, what do I need to let go of? What do I need healing for? How do I move past this moment? But I'll never do that. I'll never do that if I don't start by admitting I'm going through a difficult season. Now, the question we often find ourselves asking in a conversation like this is, who do I admit this to? Who do I go and have this conversation to? Um, You know, the Bible talks a lot about confessing to one another. The Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another. And while these moments are not sinful, I think that the principle still stands, that you need people in your life that you can confess what you're going through with them. Have that conversation. Walk um, Walk those moments out with that person that you trust. Maybe it's a deep, close friend. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's a spiritual director like we talked about earlier. But find somebody, find someone who can help you process what's going on and admit to them, hey, I'm not okay. You know, one of the things that I love about the church that I serve at is we say all the time, it's okay to not be okay. 
you need space to be able to look someone in the face and say, I'm not right right now. Something is not right in me. I can't, I can't shake this feeling. I can't shake this valley or this shadow of death in my life. And I want the joy of the Lord to be restored. But we have to find, if we want to have that restored in our lives, we have to find a place to talk about it. We have to find a place to work those things out in our own space and in our own life. The second thing that we need to do is trust in truth, not in our emotions. Trust in truth and not in our emotions. Look, it's going to sound cheesy. It's going to sound like the easiest go-to default answer I could give you. But it is the most powerful answer that you can have for this. How do I deal with that feeling? I trust truth, not emotions. How do I find the truth? You find it in the word of God. You find it by reading the scripture. In my darkest moments, the things that have brought me the most healing, the things that have brought me the most peace are those moments where I jump into the word of God. I don't blow past how I feel. I don't try to pretend like it's not going on. I choose to just continue to trust in what the word of God says. And as I read the scripture, as I jump in and I read uh, specifically the gospels, the story of Jesus, and I read specifically Romans that really reiterates the power and the life of the gospel. When I begin to read those books, there's something that comes alive in my soul and it begins to shift how I feel. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen quickly all the time, but there is a shift that begins to take place. And if you are going through that season, the first thing you need to do is admit to yourself you're going through that season. The second thing you need to do is choose to trust the truth and not how you feel. By the way, as a side note, my phone has been ringing off the hook today. I cannot get it to stop ringing. Um, so if it, if I seem a little jumbled or it seems a little more edited than usual, blame my phone. Let's get back to talking about the valley of the shadow of death. Let's go. The last thing I want to say about walking through the valley of the shadow of death is this, that you need to know that there's an end to the valley, that for every valley, there's a mountain on each side. I live here in the Willamette Valley, and one of the most beautiful realities of where I live is that there are mountains to the right of me and there are mountains to the left of me. It kind of reminds me of that episode on The Fresh Prince where the butler uh, goes and he pretends to be a poet and he and he just walks up to do poetry. He goes, cannons to the left of me, cannons to the right of me. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, but anyway, you need to know there's an end to this season. It's not forever. It may it may be longer than you want it to be, uh, but it's not forever. There's an end to it. The Bible promises us hope. Uh, the Bible gives us hope that there's a future where there will be peace and where there will be joy again. And as someone who's gone through those seasons, I can tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. As someone who's walked with people who struggle with depression on a regular basis, I can tell you even for them that there's light at the end of the tunnel. That if you'll keep trusting and keep believing and keep standing on the truth of the word of God, you'll see breakthrough in your valley of the shadow of death.
I believe that. I, I really do believe that. As a matter of fact, if you want to shoot me a message or an email, my email is going to pop up here on the bottom of the screen. If you want to shoot me an email, I'd be happy to pray with you if you're in the valley of the shadow of death. If you're going through a season that's like that, I want you to know that I'm here for you and I'm here to stand beside you in prayer. I'd love to do that. Well, I hope today has been helpful for you. I hope it's helped you grow in your understanding of the valley of the shadow of death. And more importantly, I hope that it's helped you maybe process a season that maybe you're not in the season right now, but maybe you went through a dark season and this has helped give you some clarity. If this has made a difference or it's helped you at all, I'd love for you to do me two favors before you leave. Number one, subscribe to this channel or subscribe to my podcast, the audio podcast. You, you can get that on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. The second thing, or also Spotify, uh, the second thing that you can do is share it with somebody. There's a share button on all of these platforms, and you can just shoot it to somebody. Uh, you can send it in a text message, or you can post it on social media. Take just a moment, share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this. Until next time, I'm Andy, and this is the Andy McMillan Podcast.